0: Everyone, this is Kimberly,
1: and this is Katie,
0: and you're listening to a date with Dateline. This very special episode. Oh boy, is called "What Happened to the Children?" Question mark, because we still don't know.
1: (laughs) Why don't we know? We still don't know. Why don't we? we May never know. We're gonna know.
0: Are we gonna get to hear you? This is our sequel to "Where Are the Children." What's this one called? What happened to the children?
1: I feel like they should just, okay, scrap it and just go unanswered questions part one, unanswered questions part two. Because we don't know, have the answer to either of these questions. No, we and don't. I think both times that we're going to get them. And I keep checking the time on the episode to be like, okay, what? What? If you need to
0: follow the news more or be on Twitter because then you know that we don't know and then you're not disappointed going in you know that we don't know. But I was more leading you to say the title from last week.
1: I know what you were doing.
0: Oh, and you weren't going to do it. Okay.
1: No, that's called, that's called playing hard to get. Okay. And it's in every pickup book that you can pick up on the shelf.
0: You're trying to pick up our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually trying to pick you
1: up, but it was not working. Good
0: luck. So speaking of picking up our listeners, yes. I did want to say something very quickly yeah, which is um, we have had a decrease in downloads lately, as most podcasts have, because people are not commuting or washing their dogs or whatever they did while they were listening to us before. So um, if everyone could just make sure that you're clicked subscribe to us on your podcast app and that it's set to automatically download new episodes, you can set it so it only keeps like three at a time. So it's not clogging up your phone, but it'll help us out because it'll automatically download the episode. It's kind of a cheat because you don't even have to listen, but then you have it on your phone for like a second and and then we get the numbers. Do you understand what I'm saying?
1: That sounds totally sneaky. Yeah. Wink, wink. Pretty sneaky, sis. Thanks, guys. That would help us out.
0: It would be a big help. Thank you so much. So this episode, what happened to the children? uh what happened to baby jane is may 2nd 2020 season 23 episode 27 a keith to pete we got him last week we got him again tonight okay okay so this is about Lori vallow um if you don't know who we're talking about you need to go back and watch the first episode where the children and listen to our recap because there's not a lot of repeating information it's a ton of new
1: stuff I was shocked. Were you? Ex- I was expecting much more repeat, but instead... I was hoping
0: get... for it, because then I could be lazy and do way less of a recap. Oh. Thanks, Dateline.
1: No, this was a lot of new stuff.
0: Yeah. Mm. Okay, so Lori has been arrested. She was arrested, like, a few... No, less than a week after their last Dateline aired, where she hadn't been arrested. We think, because of the pressure, yeah. da- this... Dateline viewers and the publicity from the Dateline put on the police to finally arrest her. So they've flown her in this private plane f- to Rexburg, Idaho, with, um, <laughs> and she's wearing, like, pink and she has handcuffs and she's being escorted by a um, an FBI candy guy. Mm-hmm. Did you notice the hottie mm-hmm. um, with the badge necklace? Mm-hmm. Um, and people are shouting at her like she's a Kardashian, like... Who are you wearing? Where are the children? And she's smiling like she's a celebrity.
1: What's that called when you're a criminal celebrity, a crime crime celebrity? What's the con celebrity? Notorious. Yeah. What? But is there a a clever phrase for someone who is a con man and a celebrity? Celebricon. Celebricon. Okay, I like that.
0: Okay. Celebrity criminal. All right. So. So they've they've been she's been arrested because um, she hasn't produced her kids, Tylee and JJ. And then we get to rewind, rewind back to our first episode with Keith in Hawaii in the open air Jeep. Yep. Great drive. We love that drive. Mm -hmm. And we also get a return of the local reporter and his 17 year old nephew who just got accepted to Northwestern for journalism. Good for him. Um, he doesn't say a single word in the whole episode.
1: But he's there. He's there. And is there. he in a tie? I feel like he's at least in a button down. He's dressed up for his interview. He was raised right. That's yeah, all I'm going to say. Yeah,
0: I, I love him.
1: He's an adorable ginger that doesn't smile. But because he wants to look serious and older, it doesn't work. He looks it does not work. He looks 17 maximum.
0: Yeah. Um, and it's not like the other reporter is like talking over him and not letting him talk. He no. just is, does not speak does not
1: talk. The other reporter is also quite young. It looks like it looks like they're love are, that
0: other reporter.
1: Yeah, they're really great. I love great. both
0: of them. I want a reality show that is them chasing scoops all around Idaho.
1: Can they just cover Lori Vallow? So like whenever they're I is think they probably have. I hope so. I hope this just made their career and then they're gonna go on and make some sort of movie like all the president's men and it's gonna be the career that <laughs> built their <laughs> lifetime. And they're going to write five best best-selling books. It's yeah, it's a whole thing for them.
0: So the reporter says that people are waiting for like six hours outside the courtroom to see Lori like it's a Katy Perry concert or something. And I will say she does make prison stripes look good. She has her hair done nicely. She has makeup on and she's wearing a bulletproof vest under her stripes.
1: I think she looks kind of nuts, to be honest. I thought she thought she
0: looked rather put together.
1: I thought it was really inappropriate for her to look like that. She had crimped hair. She had like clearly done like the braids that had the perfect. Yes. Wave. I know it. I
0: do them all the time.
1: Yeah. You're not in prison. You're not in prison stripes. She did it for her. Okay. She's real creepy and believes in really wackadoo stuff and then shows up in court. So her being real put together in court makes it a little bit creepier. It did for me. The fact that she was wearing a lot of lipstick, I was like, and the fact that I wear a lot of lipstick and you do your hair like that. And that's what she decided to do.
0: (laughs) I think that's what's bothering you.
1: I question things. Yeah. I don't like the mirror. Okay. Not having it. I see. Okay. Go ahead.
0: So we are now going to rewind way back to the beginning. To Lori's humble beginnings as a Mormon pageant girl. (gasps) 2004. She was in the Mrs. Mrs. Texas competition.
1: How do you feel about Mrs.?
0: I feel fine about Mrs. I do not feel fine about her walk. I oh. felt like she was not sashaying.
1: She was shantaying.
0: She was shantaying away. She needed to shantay away. And I look just, at you. I know I'm really proud of myself. I just was not that impressed with her walk. As someone who has practiced a model walk once, maybe, in the mirror, and then realized quickly I did not look like Sue Carly Gloss, so I stopped. But
1: but I feel like model walk, runway walk, and pageant walk are so different. Like, a pageant walk is almost like a pony. You're yeah, like it's clip, true. Clip, clop, clip,
0: clop, shoulders,
1: yeah. like, so far back, you know, that it... Hurts she's your neck.
0: very um muscular too it was almost like she was competing in one of those fitness competitions i
1: thought so too i was like oh it's almost a fitness walk which is also different than a pageant walk and a runway walk mm-hmm. a whole different ballgame so
0: um laurie was 22 and she was as key says already on her second husband was that shade yes it
1: was 22 yeah In the Mrs. Pageant, they said, I'm 30 years old. No, that was where we rewound even further now. Oh, good Lord. Okay, sorry. Uh, She
0: was 30 in the pageant, and then, uh, which Chuck on Charles, our friend Charles, was like, no shade, but she's 30. Um,
1: Oh, he thought she was older?
0: I think he thought she was older,
1: Oh, okay. I think that's just the time, Charles. I think that's just, like, what it looked like in the early 90s. When is that? No, 2004. 2004, sorry. Okay, then she has no excuse. If it was the 90s, I would say everyone looked a little bit older than they were, but 2004? Yeah. Don't know.
0: So rewind further. When she was 22, she was already on her second marriage. She had Colby, her son, who is now a young gentleman, and he sits down with Keith for his first TV interview. She left Colby's dad when Colby was a few months old. She is just flying through husbands like I am flying through Ozark episodes like another one down
1: How do you feel Pretty good You like it
0: Yeah oh I love Jason Bateman I'll watch him do anything
1: That's my thought I'm wondering if I'll love him enough to like the show but it's a good show
0: Yeah it's a good show
1: Okay I've been curious about it All right
0: Colby says that his mom was great but they were always having hard living circumstances and judging by Colby's Colby sits down with Keith looking like very put together brunette gentleman handsome fella And then in his B-roll, he is suddenly an extreme skateboarder who has a Nike shirt that says swoosh across it. And his now bleached blonde hair is sticking out through the top of his backwards baseball cap. Um, But he's been going through a lot. I'm not judging.
1: That's correct.
0: Yeah. Uh, We also get a close up of his socks that are also Nike, which made me think... Is he sponsored by Nike? Is he like a NASCAR driver?
1: I, okay, good point. I feel like this might be more just, we're showing that he's athletic. Zoom in on the Nike logo. So just whatever, if he had been wearing Under Armour socks or Adidas socks, he, they would still like zoom in on the logo to be like, he's an athletic guy. Hint, here you go. This is your-
0: a Part of the plot at all though. And we don't even need to,
1: I like. I don't mind knowing a little bit more about him. I was very intrigued from the YouTube videos. So I'm I've right, it's good to know he's athletic. He's not a video oh, game right. dude. Oh, right. He's
0: the son that you were so excited that you had watched all those YouTube videos. Right. About. So I was
1: really excited to see that he was actually on. Because what I said with the end, I'm pretty sure of that episode was, I really wish that they'd gotten him. And there so you go. They got him.
0: Um, so then Lori marries her third husband, Joe Ryan, who mm-hmm. Colby hated. They have a daughter together, Tylie. Now, this Joe, third husband, is who looks just like a creeper in the photos, sexually abuses Colby. Shocking, but not that shocking because he's creepy looking um, and horrible for Colby. Colby tells yeah. Lori and Lori leaves Joe, which is maybe the only good thing she ever does in her whole life. Maybe. Good for her.
1: Good, so good job, Mom. Only
0: time I'm going to say that. Yeah. Then... Lori and Joe fight for custody over Tylee, and Keith says custody battles are surely one of the deepest circles of hell. Keith is bringing it this episode. If you thought he was gonna rest on his laurels because this is a sequel episode, you would be wrong.
1: Yeah, you got another thing coming.
0: Yeah. So Lori's older brother, Alex, who we might remember from the previous episode, he hears about the sexual abuse of Colby and he attacks Joe with a stun gun and tries to kill him, but Joe gets away. Alex is not a good hitman. He fails no. more than he succeeds. Let's just get that out of the
1: way. Yeah, let's just clear that up right now.
0: He is doing it all for free, though, for the love of his sister. So I don't know if that makes it better or worse. Alex Ugh. did 90 days in jail. That's it? Okay, sure. So can't, okay, I got nothing to say. The, so then Keith says, this was just a taste. A mere foreshadowing of the chaos to come. And then I added an appetizer, an hors d'oeuvre, an amuse-bouche, if you will.
1: Oh, excellent.
0: Keith, if you want me to take your prose and punch it up one step too far, then I'm here for you. <laughs> I will add more and also simultaneously be adding nothing
1: that's great if you want the pros punched up to the eye roll level to the to the point where people are like all right aye, 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 then yes. yeah you're you're that girl
0: yes so then Lori meets husband number quattro charles oh Vallo, who in his photo b-roll is wearing a nike swoosh hat this whole episode is sponsored you guys it is i've in- uncovered some huge conspiracy i feel like the illuminati i'm really on to something
1: but wait do they uh dateline doesn't do that right that hidden advertisements that's not a oh okay you just are feeling like they're a
0: news program
1: yeah that's what i thought
0: no but i think i've uncovered something
1: okay maybe we'll see
0: come at me okay if something happens to me you know why i have just uncovered this and if if i go missing this is why Someone's trying to take down the truth.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'll keep it in mind. I'll write it down. Okay.
0: So Charles is rich and successful and was nice to Colby and Tylee. We like Charles. Charles we're a fan. Then Charles sis. okay, I'm not, I can't even explain again how they get to adopt JJ because it confused so many people last time. Um
1: oh when we describe when you described it or just no, period?
0: I think I thought we clarified the situation, but I would suggest listening to our first episode. Um but anyways, they adopt JJ, who is a relative of Charles.
1: Kay and her husband, because they do play a part in this. What's her husband's name? Kay and Larry. Larry. So Kay Kay and Larry are Charles's he Kay is his sister. Yeah. Charles's
0: right. sister. So Colby feels like they're finally a big, happy family, but Lori is why we can't have nice things. She's going to ruin it all. So in 2014, Lori and the family moves to Kauai, which is where we get to meet again, the hot divorce mom, April, who she was friends with through the Mormon church. And this is where we find out Lori was a fitness instructor. I didn't know that. I don't remember if I knew that before.
1: I think we did know the she was a known. fitness instructor. I maybe forgot last time.
0: Yeah. Um, so Colby was eighteen by then and wanted to be on his own. So he moved back to the mainland to Arizona, not mm-hmm. knowing that the family he always wanted was about to be shattered into so many shards of razor sharp glass. So Colby gets married in Arizona, and this is where things get really weird. He said, "His mom is like." jealous and yeah is treating it like a competition between him her and the new wife and Keith even suggests treating you like a boyfriend and not a son and Colby says yes and I wish we had dwelled more on that but we don't
1: I think this is a pretty common thing I gotta say between like single moms and their firstborns
0: yeah you're probably
1: right because it was them against the world Right, And now he has another woman who is with him. So
0: yeah, that makes uh, sense. Yeah. So Lori was also changing spiritually though at the same time. Charles was a Catholic, but when he married her, he converted to Mormonism and he embraced it because this man does everything for Lori. He's whipped. He totally became enthusiastic about Mormonism, but it wasn't enough for Lori because he wasn't a charismatic spiritual leader. And I was like, does she want him to Peggy Hill the sermon and be like, excuse me, excuse me, Bishop, actually, Joseph Smith said, and then like start preaching on his own, like elbow the guy out of the way. What does she want?
1: I think she wants him to just be a leader in the congregation. Like, you know, he's the one that holds the the Bible study or whatever, but he's just not I mean, he's not that into it. I don't know. What no, to say. He, I think
0: he was into it, but it still wasn't enough for her. But they you're... said he enthusiastically embraced it.
1: So I'm sure. But like maybe he wasn't, you know, also to be in those kind of positions, you kind of have to be like in the church for a long time, born into it. Like, yeah, y- you know what I'm saying? I think
0: it was that he wasn't a charismatic religious guy. Yeah, like maybe a guy that people had it flocked to because they had this chemistry. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what she was looking for.
1: She was looking for a Jim Jones type.
0: One thou- that's what I'm trying to say. Right. Yes. Okay. And he was um normal. So. Yeah. Yeah. So Charles wasn't on her level, basically. And she picks up the family. She moves them all back to the mainland in the midst of them kind of now starting to go through troubles.
1: Mm-hmm. Then we've
0: seen this part. Lori comes back to Hawaii without Charles and she's kind of acting strange. She says Charles had an affair. She said she canceled his flights and stole his truck and she dug her key into the side of his pretty little souped up four wheel drive (laughs) and april is like you're acting crazy and she's like no i'm a god and i'm saving 144,000 people for the end of times on july 22nd 2020 and then we get to see the clip of keith being like oh the 22nd as like as if he's like oh i heard the 21st sorry i am busy that day i have a leaning convention
1: yeah uh, or
0: i don't know what keith does since Leaning Convention sounds right. So Lori meets Chad Daybell. He is the author and a head of a podcasting group. And Lori is Smitten Kitten. Chad is um, was a leader in the LDS church and everyone looked up to him. He's married to this woman named Tammy. He's like a normal LDS guy until one day in the ocean, he almost dr- drowns and becomes like a god or something. A little unclear. He heard messages. He got elevated. And
1: where do they meet? Where do him and Lori meet? Well, he starts this podcast group
0: and these um, prepping the people, preparing the people meetings, and he's holding a seminar and Lori and Melanie go.
1: It's the seminar. He just happened to come to Hawaii, to Kauai. OK, I got it.
0: No, I don't think I don't, it wasn't in Hawaii.
1: See, that's what's confusing about the timeline for me. Do you see what I'm saying? Like where how would she meet him? If like she was in Hawaii with her friend because she didn't go back yet. But right? She doesn't go back for a minute. She stays there for like a month.
0: She she goes and this she met him before she comes back to and talks to April about the 4,400.
1: Oh they yeah, she had to have she, she had, had already to have. met him when they so went. She already met him when she flew to Hawaii. Okay, yeah, I got it. When okay. she
0: flew back to Hawaii,
1: yes. Got it. Understood. Okay. Okay.
0: So He's told by God that he should move Tammy and his kids to Rexburg, Idaho, and ride out the war and the famine and the earthquakes and the coronavirus, the end times. <laughs> he was able to cross through a veil and see through the afterlife. Okay.
1: Like the never-ending story.
0: Also kind of like Harry Potter.
1: A lot like Harry Potter.
0: So we meet one of his followers, Angela. She's a great interview.
1: Oh, yes.
0: She's a former member of this group
1: so excited what did i say last time i said i really wish we could get a defector it would be really great to talk to somebody who had been a part of it to tell us what it's like and then we get her yep
0: yes so she says they were preppers which we also had preppers in our um previous patreon episode in april Mm -hmm. um they prepare um these preppers are preparing for the end of times and they used to look kind of crazy but now they kind of look reasonable and like they have a leg up on us yeah. so they would spend thousands tens of thousands on survival gear i bought a solar paneled cell phone charger if for 35 dollars, and i felt like that was extravagant and i worried about returning it but if it's the end of times i'm gonna need to keep playing best fiends to calm myself down so i need my cell phone charged
1: then you're just wise
0: yeah i thought it was a wise investment Best Fiends is the perfect mobile puzzle game for when it's almost July 22nd, and you're not sure if you're one of the 144,000, so you don't know if you should be trying to recruit people or buying freeze-dried peaches or what. (laughs) Last time I talked about Best Fiends, I was on level 269. I'm now on level 419. Oh, wow. I have been playing while watching Below Deck on Bravo, which I found that the two things go together in this perfect pairing, like soft pretzels and cheese. And I feel so accomplished when I'm stuck on a level for a while and then I beat it. It's like I didn't even get dressed today, but I beat level 350. So I'm winning at life. Yes. Yes. I love the characters, even though they're bugs, because they're really cute. They're really well-designed. They have personality. My new favorite bug is Bo. He's adorable, even though I think he might be a silverfish, which normally freaks me out. But not, not my cute little Bo. He's my little Bobo. Engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters. Trust me, with over 100 million downloads, this five-star rated mobile game is a must-play. Download Best Fiends for free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. Also, if you download it and start playing, let me know on Twitter so we can compare what levels we're on. I have a uh, friendly competition going with Melissa for Moms and Murder. Oh, boy. Actually, it's more friendly without the R. It's a fiendly competition. <laughs> um, but we are having so much fun with it. And it is really getting us through, like these days it just really is we're just obsessed all of us so thank you best fiends thank you best fiends okay chad's followers believed that people and even things around them had been taken over by evil spirits so like a chair right an evil chair and chad has the power to cast out ye old evil chair spirit. Right. Like, I rebuke you, evil chair.
1: Evil chair demon, yeah.
0: Yeah. And Angela, the um, defector, her boss also had the power. So, for example, if QuickBooks wasn't working, he would pray to the gods of Excel and cast out the spirits. And Keith wow. is basically mocking her right to her face and she's fine with it. That's how we know we like Angela. Oh, yeah. Angela is totally figuring out what is up, and she decides she has to leave. So yeah. she leaves, and she becomes an adversary of the group. And a really bad devil is now in her—not like a normal devil. They, she, and Keith discuss, but like an extreme devil.
1: Like I was, I couldn't even believe it. I was like, "Wait, there's something beyond the regular devil." So there's the Slimer ghost from Ghostbusters, correct? And then. Your helpful
0: um, Honda dealer.
1: Then there's the ghost in Insidious. And so we're looking at more the Insidious ghost.
0: And I don't know if there's a spectrum and there's somewhere in the middle of those two that you've mentioned.
1: Yeah, I think that's the Stay Puft Marshmallow guy. Because he's real destructive, but he's friendly looking.
0: Mm. But he's real bad. Mm. Um, I smell a thesis paper. Being written on this very topic right now.
1: (laughs) I do too. For school paper.
0: Yes. So Chad believes that there were zombies that are taking over his loved ones, anyone's loved ones, especially his wife, Tammy.
1: And this is new information, new information.
0: It's not new information, but we're getting way more specifics into it.
1: That's what I mean. We did not hear about zombies last time. I feel like I would have remembered zombies and I don't remember Yeah, zombies zombies
0: came out in the news a little bit ago. And so that's why I thought we had heard about it before, but it's just because it was in the news. And then that's why we're hearing about it now. Gotcha. So um, the zombies are like if your soul gets taken over by an evil soul. So they're walking around in your body. Um, So kind of like a zombie. I don't it's a little like a zombie. You don't. Like, it sounds people. like a
1: ghost. It sounds honestly. That sounds like a uh, demonic possession, not right. Zombie. It's a
0: little convoluted. <laughs> so, I don't think he
1: knows what a zombie is.
0: I think he hasn't seen The Walking Dead, but he saw maybe The Exorcists when he was a child and got confused and has is a little bit mixed messages in his
1: branding. And nobody has called him out on this. Like, hey, hey, that's not a zombie. No, you don't no one can do Chad. that. No. No, I can't even take him seriously because it's Ch- his name's Chad. So you're going to be like, excuse me, Chad, Chad, <laughs> explain to you the difference about zombies and demonic possession, Chad. So dumb. It's like the most ineffective name for a cult leader. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Yeah, it's
0: true. So uh, his name should be like Zorth or something.
1: Even like Roger. Like I can take more serious. Do you know what I'm saying? Right? Stan. Yeah. But Chad <laughs> Chad's like Brody being the head of the cult. Brody, (laughs) did you meet our leader Brody? No, I did not mean your leader Brody. Does Brody also work at Wetzel's Pretzels? Okay. (laughs) Anyways, go ahead.
0: Okay, so he thinks his wife Tammy has been possessed by a zombie. Now, my God, it's unclear if you become possessed by a zombie or if you are the zombie. Like a little, (laughs) it's a little muddled. So, but around this time is conveniently when he meets Lori, and he Hmm. is hot for Lori. So he believes that she's a translated being, which is someone who can pass through portals. So everyone best watch out because she's coming at you through portals now. And I feel the sudden need to warn all of my dead relatives, like, watch out, put on your seatbelts because Lori's coming at you.
1: A porthole or a pothole? Portal. She's coming out of the sewer crates. (laughs) Grab your ankle.
0: Like a veil, a
1: portal. Do you, but do you think she heard wrong and it's actually a pothole? Like it's not actually a porthole? Is hole. she
0: it coming through the sewage drains?
1: That's my question.
0: Is a red balloon going to slowly come out?
1: Is a porthole also that little thing on a boat, that little circle window? Hello? Yeah. I'm coming at you through the porthole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just feel like they don't know the words that are being used. Like, they don't know what a zombie is. <laughs> they don't know what a porthole is. So I feel just... like they
0: just took a walk through their local library from section to section, took one thing from each section.
1: Like, Yeah, probably. It could be that.
0: Okay, so she goes back to Hawaii, and we saw this on the first one. She tries to gather April to be one of the 144,000, and April's like, nope, that's a hard pass for me. <laughs> So Lori goes back to Arizona where Charles is, and Charles is moving out of their house because they have separated because she's gone psycho, but she's saying that he went psycho. And then we realize we're at the part where, which is we saw in the first dateline, Mm. Charles is dead. And Lori's brother, Alex, who tried to kill that um, molester husband is now admits that he killed Charles out of self-defense. This is when we see Lori arriving on the police cam and she's making jokes about, like, oh, hi neighbors, we just moved in, sorry about the murder. Wow. Uh, it's hilarious. And, um, so he says it was self defense. Um, she's acting weird. This part that was new to me is that, or no, maybe we did. We knew this last time that Lori had called Colby, the son, and says, Charles had a heart attack. And then it's not till later that night that he goes over to the house and she's like, actually, he was shot by your uncle. Right. Um, So that's different.
1: We didn't hear Colby's side of it last time. And Colby tells us about how... He's shocked
0: and he's furious. And he felt like it was really weird when he went over there.
1: Yes. And he wanted to get out of there.
0: Yes. He's like, I had to leave. And um, then Lori had a pool party to maybe smooth things over with the neighbors, unsure. And... Then um, we find out that Lori had gotten an email from Chad six months before Charles was killed. I don't was it six months before? Yeah, six months before Charles was killed about a demon named Nick Schneider. Okay. Who had taken over Charles's body. So my first thought is that demons are not named Nick, they're named Chauncey, and ghosts are named Nick, like Nearly Headless Nick. Nick Schneider- First, I thought that was the guy a New Girl. It wasn't. No.
1: It, Nick Schneider is like maybe the guy you used to date who it didn't end well. Oh, Nick Schneider. Mm. And you make jokes about him with your friends. And he also had a really horrible haircut and maybe he had gingivitis. That's Nick Schneider. It's not. And
0: he is the type that you call him by the first and the last name. Yeah. The full, you refer to him as, the, as Nick Schneider.
1: Nick Schneider is the most ridiculous name for a demon I've ever heard in my life. Unless it's spelled like where the S is backwards and there's like, you know, one of those crazy J's and like Schneider is dripping buy- blood. Nick Schneider is the guy that does your taxes. Yeah. He's the, I mean, he works at H&R Block. The- and he is a good Yelp review. Yeah, Nick he's Schneider all right.
0: did a great job and got me a refund.
1: But make sure he chews gum because of the gingivitis. <laughs> and maybe don't not him. a
0: deal breaker because of the large refund.
1: Right. Exactly we go would go to Chili's with him <laughs> would have apps inserts what why did they why is the demon named Nick Schneider again
0: I feel like um Chad is just literally wandering around Kaisler so saying so
1: saying it okay yeah yeah yeah
0: and just being pointing at things and being like oh that there oh I, I just cut myself I got a nick on my face okay um there's Schneider's pretzels I love those they are my favorite kind of pretzel. Um, then and then like Nick Schneider. OK, perfect.
1: It's really stupid.
0: Maybe he was a fan of Rob Schneider. But then it's also that the thing... actor did like I loved him in 51st exactly. States. But
1: do you think that it's at this point, if you're Lori, you've already come this far. So you're already a little bit like, woohoo, like drinking the Kool-Aid. But mm-hmm. at, I really can't make the drink the Kool-Aid joke in this podcast today but (laughs) you get the point um but anyways do you feel like at this point when he says there's a demon living inside you the demon's name is and he pauses and you're waiting for it to be like gargalgalamuth like you're waiting for this thing that's like okay and he says nick schneider right what your response is who Sorry, who's Nick Schneider? What's the demon's name?
0: Are you saying that Nick Schneider, your tax guy, is on the other line for you? And you're going to tell me the demon's name when you come back?
1: Because you at this point, you lose all faith. You're like, no,
0: see, the thing. No, because all all religions have weird things in them. Now, if you watch the Leah Remini Scientology show, they have some weird
1: stuff. And are you kidding? Some weird stuff. Just a few weird stuff. Yeah,
0: so, but she says by the time you get to, like, the level of, like, the secret thing, which is, like, that all of us have aliens attached to us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and, like, they're, like, on us right now. Yeah, You know? Um, then you are like, oh, well, I've invested so much, so it must be true because I can't believe everything has been a lie up to now, you know? Um... But I, so I have to believe he would save that information maybe for people once they were a little bit hooked in because a newcomer who's a little wishy-washy on it, you save that stuff for them. You don't want to scare them off.
1: Yeah. You bring Nick Schneider in first thing, they're gone. They're They're gone. gone.
0: Yeah. No, that's not the way. He did that once. Your
1: demon's name is Debbie McClintock. (laughs) What?
0: (laughs) Who is? That sounds like my mom's neighbor who made her muffins yesterday. Like, What? It's okay. that
1: bad. Yeah. Did you start laughing, though? I started laughing. When they said Nick Schneider, I had to go back. I was oh, like, yeah. wait, who's Nick Schneider? Nick Schneider. Oh, Nick Schneider is the actual demon. Yeah, no, that's the demon. Can we make t-shirts? Who is Nick Schneider? Yeah.
0: Well, I'll get to it. Oh, I'm going to tell you right now. Um, I'm your Nick Schneider. So um, we then get to meet this Dateline producer named Louie, who is... Um, He's on. we never have producers interviewed on the show by the host. It's very strange. But he's on the show because Charles had been texting about this Nick Schneider drama to his friend, like all the demon drama, spill that demon tea girl. And he had shared the text. The friend had shared the text with this producer, Louie. So the texts have my favorite line of the whole episode, which is the friend writes to Charles who the fake is Nick Schneider? <laughs> Which, thank you, autocorrect. I seriously, I took a picture of it. I loved that so much. I so that's like, what I want the shirt to say. Who the fake is Nick Schneider?
1: And The friend is so shocked, like, oh, I don't have any room to complain. He must have been complaining about something going on in his life. And Charles is like, let me hit you with something. Hang on a second. This is what's <laughs> happening with me and crazy pants. Oh, my God.
0: Uh, it's not so bad that my wife won't let me have
1: a man cave now. Yeah, no, it gets so... <laughs> your get... life
0: is trying to kill a demon inside of you and drag you to hell. Okay. And the demon's
1: name is Nick. Nick. Oh, my God.
0: So after um, Charles is shot, Lori tells Colby, I'm taking the kids and we're moving to someplace cold, and I can't tell you where, because that's totally normal to say to your child. Yeah, that's fine. She takes them to Rexburg... Idaho, because that's the new Holy Land, because they have a Pizza Hut Taco Bell combo express there or something that's I don't know why. Um, Lori takes JJ and Tylee on this trip to Idaho. They go to Yellowstone National Park for fun. And the FBI sends these pictures to Dateline, which are the last pictures of the kids. And they look really happy. And it's really sad.
1: So that's on September 8th. I actually wrote down the dates on this because I'm kind of this timeline is gets a little weird here.
0: Yeah. Then in September, I can't don't remember the date. 17th, 17th. There's doorbell cam footage from a neighbor of JJ playing with a neighborhood kid. And that's the last time he's ever seen on camera. And it's also just really sad because he seems really happy.
1: And he does. He's like running and is like yelling after his friend. And they're like having a good time. Yeah.
0: So it, later in September, Lori tells the school that
1: J.J. will be homeschooled from now on. She tells him them seven days later, one week from that video, she calls the school and, and removes him from the roster.
0: She, she's not letting Charles's sister Kay and husband Larry talk to him. She's not letting Colby talk to J.J. or Tylee. When Colby calls, she says um, they're busy. They're busy. They can't talk. So the kids are just, like, missing. Then we jump as kind of a linear transition to this old friend of Alex, the brother, who seemed to be, I think, from all the photos, in love with him. But he was, like, thought of her like a friend. I don't know. I could be just putting way too much thought into this. What do you mean? um, Well, he was, like, the funny, um, outgoing guy who she met in Phoenix's comedy circuit stand-up comedy and Keith actually says no kidding yeah to uh, us because he knows we're thinking you have to be crapping me right now
1: I'm into her though
0: oh yeah I, I, I was fine with her
1: I like every side interview that we get in this particular episode except for one
0: oh I can't wait to find out who that one was
1: well who do you think it is
0: Oh, I know who it is. Okay. Of course. So, um, so he, but it was kind of a two person in that one, right?
1: Yeah. I'm going to think I'm going to do the royal we. Okay. And we'll just do it. They are one, two as one. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, um, so Keith says, no kidding. And the friend explains that he liked to do impressions and he, his favorite Hannibal Lecter.
1: What else besides Hannibal though? Like, did he do like Hannibal and Jimmy Stewart? Like, right. Or was it just like, did you pick the one that was
0: the weirdest to as a point or just by accident? And now it's really awkward. Or was that, you know, we don't really know. Um, But she says she knew Alex so well that when she hears the 911 call where he's saying, I killed Charles and it was self-defense. She knows right away that it's BS, that he sounds scripted and it doesn't sound true at all. She can tell right from that. So, Alex had first tried to kill Lori's third husband, then he had killed Charles fourth. then he shoots at Melanie, the niece, so this is um, Alex and uh, Lori's niece, Melanie. Her husband, Brandon, gets shot at, and Melanie and Brandon were going through a custody battle. They had separated because Melanie had gotten really involved in the church of Chad, so... so-
1: they're not telling us any of this, really. Like, I did not put two and two together. I remember the Brandon situation from the previous episode. But did you kind of put it all together who Melanie was when she shows up?
0: Oh, yeah, because I they in the previews, they were like, the niece is going to be there. And I was like, the niece.
1: Oh, you knew it was the niece. I thought it was a different niece. Oh, no. I was like, until this point when they when she starts to talk about it, I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. And it like finally clicked. It like the penny dropped. It took a while for it to drop. So I was like shocked yeah. at this point.
0: I can't believe she agreed to talk. Um, She clearly thinks she's doing a good job at <laughs> defending herself and Lori and she's doing the opposite.
1: Oh my.
0: Yeah. So we'll just, dis- okay. So Melanie, um, she's, okay. She's a trip. Keith asked Melanie, do you think it was your Uncle Alex that shot Brandon? And she says, well, I I wasn't sure if it could be him. So I asked him, um, what happened with that whole shooting thing? And Alex made some joke about it. And and we joked about how, like, it would be insane for him to do that. So, yeah, I don't think he did it. And her eyes are so dark. They're like when Willow on Buffy becomes evil Willow. And that's how you know that she's become the dark, gone to the dark side, um, there's something very off about Melanie.
1: But I didn't know it until this part when I see her sitting, when I'm like, oh, this is the Brandon lady. And also she's sitting next to a gentleman.
0: Right, who they don't explain who he is
1: until a I'm while. assuming it's Brandon. Oh, And I, so I'm like, can we hear from Brandon on this? Did you get tell us about the shooting, Brandon? Yeah. And it's not until later that they explain who that guy is. Right. But I think she's still married to Brandon because I had kind of forgotten what had actually happened at that point because I remembered Zedediah. Sorry, what's her name? Zania. Zulema. Zulema, The dilemma with Zulema. I remembered her and I remembered Brandon and I thought that for some reason in my memory, Brandon and Zulema, like it was Zulema's ex-husband. And then Zulema divorced him and goes off and marries Alex. In my head, that's what had happened. I had forgotten that there was a niece involved with Brandon. Oh, okay. So that's why I was like, but then, holy Moses, it's nuts.
0: So a week after Brandon was shot, someone shoots at Chad's wife,
1: Tammy. Oh boy. And we get better pictures of Tammy. We get so many better pictures of Tammy in this episode because in the other episode, we get like a very different viewpoint of Tammy. But in this, she looks really lovely. And, like, happy and smiley. And I don't remember having that reaction to her in the first episode. So whatever B-roll shots they're using of Tammy in this are great. I'm like, oh, Tammy. Why? Okay.
0: Well, she survives um, because the person who shoots at Brandon and Tammy a week later misses. So I think that Alex needs to exhume the demon in him that's making him a bad shot. and find another zombie to take over. Find... The zombie that has the aim of Katniss Everdeen because you need a new zombie in you.
1: And he has Garfield uh, Stedman. He
0: has so he has someone who has like a peripheral vision issue and their depth perception is all off.
1: He's got me. It's the he, demon. They're,
0: they have a cataract in one eye. So that's he has the wrong demon for his shooting work that he likes to do. For sure. So then- Chad's wife Tammy, seemingly healthy, dies mysteriously in her sleep.
1: Mm-mm. They
0: don't do an autopsy. Mm-mm. Ridiculous. Unreal. Chad gets the life insurance. Okay. <sighs> okay. Two weeks later, Lori and Chad get married on a beach in Hawaii
1: with like full pictures.
0: Full pictures, like so in love, white dress. Melanie is, niece Melanie is trying to convince Keith. That that's not weird AF getting married (laughs) two weeks after your spouse dies. And Keith is not having it. And she keeps saying, well, in our religion, just when you know, you know. And um, it's just, it happens fast. So it's totally normal.
1: It's not that rare. Um,
0: Here's what is rare. Um, Buying the wedding rings... 17 days before your current wife dies. That's rare number one. Yeah. Number two, they're sterling silver rings for $35.99. Um, Hold number on, stop.
1: Th- <laughs> Was that shade? Shade, yes. Okay.
0: Number three, they are bought on Amazon because of the prime shipping. Um, Was
1: That is (laughs) shame.
0: Number four. At least they didn't steal them because Joey needed it. Um, (laughs) uh, Number four is the fact that they were bought 17 days before Tammy died with Charles's Amazon account. Charles, (sighs) who is dead. How effed up is that? That Lori used her dead husband that she had killed his Amazon account to get the Prime shipping to buy the wedding rings that she is going to use to marry Chad when they kill his wife, Tammy, in 17 days. How, it's like in um, Pleasant Grove with Gypsy, um, and they, get, they cite their wedding date, their marriage certificate yes. date, as the date of his first wife's funeral because that was the date they began their new life together. It's so, it's so.
1: if nothing else, they're guilty of very poor taste. Like the poorest of taste. It's
0: tacky. It
1: is super tacky. The lowest level of tacky. Yeah. There's like tacky and then there's extra tacky. And yeah. this is below that. Yeah.
0: So the children, Tylee and JJ, are nowhere to be found during this wedding. <sighs> and Colby was not invited to the wedding. None of the relatives were. No surprise.
1: I was just wondering how how far after September is this? On our last sighting of the kids is the death of Tammy and the marriage. Is it like two months later? Um, I don't know. I can look it up. No, just wondering. Okay, it's all right. But even at this point, even a couple of months with no children and them going off and get do you see what I'm saying? It's a really long time.
0: Right. Um, no, it is it is a weird sign. She she died October.
1: so one month after, September was the time that they all go to the na- the National Park together. But I'm surprised they went to the National Park together before Tammy actually died. Does that surprise you? It kind of shocks me. They're in those pictures like a happy family. And Tammy is still alive when yeah, they that... go to the National Park.
0: Yeah, that's strange. Yeah. Well, are we sure about that? This is yeah, yeah they, you're right. September yeah,
1: Early September, first week of September.
0: So he basically had already started planning this new home with
1: Lori. Yeah, he was done. They were going on vacations. Yeah. Oh. So
0: police finally do a welfare check because the relatives.
1: Because Kay and Larry Kay, call.
0: They push. So Chad and Lori lie about where the kids are. Melanie at this point has now moved to Rexburg right next door to Chad and Lori. Okay. So she left her kids um and has not seen them for a long time. So and has currently not seen her kids for a long time.
1: I'm so, sorry. Melanie left her kids where? With her husband. They're with Brandon? Yes, and she still has not seen them for a long time.
0: Dateline tweeted that she has not seen them since I believe around the fall. Yeah. So
1: So she's real she's good. Yeah. She's a real piece of work.
0: She really believed in this church and wanted to move to Rexburg and start a new life there.
1: What do you mean? Before July 22nd. Believed? Past tense. Believes. If she's moving there and living right. okay.
0: They're like creating this compound where they're all going to live. But I would guess that Lori would be treated like the queen since she's married to like the king of this little cult that they have going on. So mm-hmm. Lori tells Melanie the kids are with friends and Melanie just believes it because Melanie is
1: brainwashed
0: brain. Uh, she's a pod person or she's dumb as dirt. Um, no, maybe she's both.
1: a cult member. She's 100 percent. a. She is doing. I'm Sorry, I've watched like five things on cults this week. So when I watch this episode, it's coming after I've watched like a bunch of cult things and I'm just like, oh, no, you're in a cult.
0: No, she, you're in a cult. Yeah. Yeah. The police come back the next day after they do their welfare check mm-hmm. and Chad and Lori are gone. It's been one day gone.
1: But Melanie thinks it's totally normal. They were going to go anyways. Stop making a big deal about it.
0: And Keith is like, well, it does seem like a big coincidence, you know, that they come to check on the kids and then the next day they're gone. And she's like, yeah, uh-huh, exactly.
1: Oh my God. And then
0: it's like she's not even getting the point that he's making and she's like but i i think it was planned ahead of time it's she talks like somebody who knows that there's a dead body in their kitchen and yeah. the police are in their living room and they're trying to act really normal so the yeah. police don't go in their kitchen that's what she talks like
1: that's exactly right
0: now lori and chad move to hawaii um sure sure they tell the landlord that in the place that they're renting, that they are a clean couple, which I believe means no demons, free of demons.
1: No Nick Schneider. It's yeah. just two of us, not three. Uh,
0: exactly. No carry-ons. Yeah.
1: No thruple.
0: What do they call a, a haunted mansion? Those the ride along guys.
1: Ride along. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So um, and they have no pets. Which we do not talk about J.J.'s service animal, his dog. But in the first episode, I we learned that first. she sold him. Um, and they say they have no children. So that's great.
1: Also, how many children does Chad have and where are they and how they old are, all are they? They are
0: over 18 by this point.
1: Thank you. I wanted confirmation on that last time.
0: Every Yeah, everyone wants to know, hear from them. I don't think they're doing a
1: lot of interviews. Yeah, I'll bet they're not.
0: I mean, they're pretty lucky because he has not gotten nearly the heat that Lori has. He's practically getting off scot-free, even though he's the impetus for some of this.
1: He is not currently under arrest. Correct. Yeah. So there is a case that is being built for him right now that is 10 times larger is what I'm guessing. So whatever you, those kids think is happening right now is about to really change because he's going to be a federal FBI situation.
0: I'm an FBI urgent. Okay, so now Melanie um, is living in Rexburg and she's single, ready to mingle. So she goes on the LDS dating app, which I was like, that's a thing.
1: And what's it called? Be
0: right back. I am signing myself up. I don't know what it's called, but I know my username is going to be JWS111. So just so you know.
1: I don't think you can do it. Wait a minute. No, it's called something. It's called like... Specialities dot com or something, not that, but something like that. Principalities dot com. It was something that was like Mormonalities. very... No, it was very vague. That's why I was like, "What? That could be anything." How okay, is that a I dating like site?
0: Principalities dot
1: principalities. com. Also, TM if it's not taken, because <laughs> that's a dating site for people with principles.
0: Yeah, <laughs> which is the opposite of what you find on most dating sites.
1: Right. So this I'm just n- kidding,
0: guys. So, no cheaters. So it's like. Ashley
1: Madison. It's like the the opposite opposite of Ashley Madison, which means that it would probably turn into something worse than Ashley Madison. If you're like trying to keep that out, then people are Uh like, heck no, here I come with my 15 (laughs) lovers and my open relationship. I'm joining principalities, y'all. Yeah. Potties, y'all. Okay. (laughs) So
0: she meets a guy on there named Ian and they fall in love and they get married two weeks later in Vegas. Because just like she told to Keith, Sometimes it does happen really fast. But you know what? Neither of them had spouses that were just murdered (laughs) or died.
1: No, but she has how many babies at home with Brandon who just got shot at?
0: Yeah. So the same weekend where they go to get married in Vegas, Uncle Alex marries Zulema, this big time big lady in the podcast prepper group
1: who has the
0: ability to control the elements.
1: No, she doesn't. Think
0: that's like the air. Isn't that like the wind, the airbender? What's that? Isn't that like an anime cartoon?
1: Are you talking about Zelda Wind Waker? Where he's got the wand and he can control the elements. You go, and then like the wind changes. Yeah, that's Wind Waker Zelda.
0: Also, don't forget from the first episode that Zulema is a cuddle therapist.
1: I have not forgotten nor have I done any cuddler. further research on it since the last episode. So I think you should. It's a totally legitimate business. No, I couldn't find her. I want to find her page. And I think she removed yeah, she herself. Is. Yeah. From because now but also I don't want to go to a cuddle expert that can control the elements. Because what if she's cuddling you and then she has she like squeezes a feeling too hard. Right. And then and you turn
0: into water?
1: Hypothermia. <laughs> You get like so cold.
0: I just thought it meant like literally you turn from like a solid to water or to gas or that. <laughs> or you turn from like Ooh. potassium to magnesium. Wait, why Are can't... those kind of elements?
1: <laughs> I have two questions for you. Why can't Melody tell us more about Zulema and why can't the girl that used to be in the cult come on and tell us more about Zulema? Are there outtakes where she tells us about <laughs> How Zulema used to fake the element thing.
0: You think she Zulema does like a humming sound, like you did with Zelda, when she's like having to when the she's doing her changing of the elements. She does like this weird humming sound,
1: or like a speaking in tongues. Yeah, I feel like it could be a speaking in tongues. I don't know. I feel like Mormons don't do that stuff that speaking in tongues. But this is a whole. This is not Mormon. This
0: is not Mormon. This this is, is
1: like the branch of branch of branch of branch off. Correct. Like, yeah.
0: So, Melanie tells Keith, there's no cult. She's, she uses the C word. She does. She shakes it there. We've all been dancing around the word. Have she we? says it. I have it. See you, El Tuesday. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so... Charisma, uniqueness. <laughs> I don't know. Love- lovability.
1: Levit- Leviticus. And... <laughs> so,
0: she says that they are not arranging these marriages or deaths or divorces or anything with each other. They're all just doing their own thing. It's purely coincidental that she and her uncle both elope in Vegas the same weekend without telling each other. That makes sense, girl. So then after Alex and Zulema get um, married in Vegas, they move to Phoenix and 13 days later, he's dead. (sighs) We don't get to talk to Zulema. Because she has retained two attorneys and her attorneys are talking to Keith Morrison.
1: At least we get the attorneys.
0: Yes, that's true. Now, this attorney says, I understand what people are saying. I've read in the papers, you know, he used, was used to kill all these people. And then you have to get rid of him. So now he's dead. Sure, that's the logical way to go with that. And we are like, uh, is that what? And his partner has a look of, oh, my effing God, did he just say logical? <laughs> and he interjects with, um, that's it's the theoretical way to uh, look at that. And the first attorney says, yeah, yeah, it's the, the hypothetical way to look at that. And you know he's hitting his head on the mirror in the bathroom after this going, logical, logical, logical. Why did I say logical?
1: He's the dead dog all over again. He messed up. Mm-hmm. The Dateline's going to put that in, buddy. Yep. Yeah, you're yep. hosed.
0: You said logical. So Ian, the new husband and the cult member, um, I guess he's like a new convert to this church. Uh, or I don't even want to call it a church,
1: a cult um, of Melanie. And this is, is this when we find out that Ian is the dude sitting next to her?
0: Correct. And we, uh, Katie thought he was Brandon. I thought for a second it was Brandon because I was like, who else? and he was going to defend her, that would be weird. So I didn't really oh, understand. Oh, she got married.
1: She left her kids and got- she, Yes. She married moved down.
0: The new guy in, in Vegas. So his wife, he has kids too. He has left his wife. We don't know the circumstances around that, but he has kids with this former wife, just like Melanie has kids. His wife calls and is like, I don't want my kids hanging around these crazy people. I'm going to go to the cops and try to like- yeah. Yes. So she, he says, I'll go with you. I want to explain myself that this lovely lady that I just married, Melanie, her family's a little quirky. They have their quirks, but they're good people. And it's fine to have my kids around them. So he just thinks he's going to go to the police and answer questions, but FBI candy are there. And they're like, we want you to wear a wire. We want you to record Melanie and try to get her to admit anything that will let us know where these kids are because we're trying to find Tylee and JJ. So Ian decides to wear a wire to secretly record his newlywed bride.
1: And they're sitting next to each other and telling us this, and I keep thinking that I have the people wrong.
0: Right, because they're sitting there. She's kind of leaning into them, into him, like they are fully happily married. And you're like, okay, so he is... He spies on her. Because
1: I, I literally want to go. She's right there. Yeah,
0: exactly. You, she's right. She's gonna find out that you were secretly filming her. That's By the her.
1: Way, I did just. I know realized... you only
0: knew her for two weeks, but that's what she looks like. That's her.
1: She's blonde. Okay, this is. I just it occurred to me that Melanie and Brandon were going through a really bad custody battle. She must yeah. have lost. Probably he because he got shot at with what he thought was a paint gun, which was ac- actually a real gun.
0: Yeah. I don't think she put up
1: a lot of fight. Well, because she thinks the world is ending. So, OK. And maybe if she the kids aren't around her, then they won't be infested with demons.
0: No, I just we don't know that. OK, I just I honestly just think that she do- doesn't care.
1: Um, yeah, the kids aren't chosen. They weren't part of the 1400 or whatever. Yeah,
0: I, I don't know. I am I think I'm I'm presuming some things here. Or it could be things that I've read online. But I don't... Like that she didn't fight for the kids. I don't know if that's true. But I just don't think I that she cared. I find it
1: odd that she started a new life all over again and left her kids there. I, I find it odd that she moved so far away and did this. I also find it odd when she says later that she spoke to Alex every single day or every other day.
0: Yeah, her uncle. Not to her own kids though. We don't know. That's
1: that's weird to me though. Does that ring weird to that you? That she
0: talks to her uncle every other day. Yeah, that's a little weird. Yeah.
1: I don't I don't like Melody.
0: Um Melanie.
1: Yeah. I I have trouble with Melody and Melanie. Sorry. <laughs> it's so, like a, it's a it's a thing that I have. I understand. Sorry. So,
0: um so Ian is spying on her for 2 weeks, which is the same Amount of time that they knew each other before they got married. Totally fine. I'm fine with that. He, But trust is important in a marriage. So he realizes after two weeks, I have to tell her what I'm doing. Also, because in this two weeks, he's gotten nothing because it appears that she doesn't know where the kids are. Now, a lot of people on Twitter were suspicious that he warned her ahead of time that he was going to be recording her. And that's why she didn't incriminate herself.
1: Yes, but she—well, yes and no because of something we find out later. But no, I don't—I mean, there must have been a point where she didn't know because of what we find out later.
0: Right, that's—yeah, I see what you're saying. So here's the thing, though. That was crazy and an OMG moment in this whole OMG episode. So um, she forgives him. She forgives Ian because she thinks, well, he's just scared— He's acting on fear and, you know, it's a strange situation and we're just married and they're telling him things. And I, you know, I totally, I understand. And Keith is like, yeah. And at this point, French Pug Love on Twitter points out and actually recorded the gif of Keith Leans forward so far in his chair, like bent at the waist, like he's bowing because he has to readjust himself because he's so uncomfortable and in so much he's so skeptical. And then he blinks in the slowest blink like a Lucille too, but with both oh, I love eyes. It. I love it. He just has to like compose himself because he doesn't under, it doesn't compute what's happening that this couple is sitting there totally fine with the fact that he secretly recorded her for the FBI. And she's like, yeah, but he did it. We got past it. It's fine. I, We've all do things. I leave my socks on the floor all the time. So. Okay.
1: So if this was a horror movie, what happened was, and this sounds like a horror movie, she found out he was recording her, calls Alex and three or four other high wizards in the cult. <laughs> Come to my house tonight at nine o'clock. We have to have the talk and the talk is actually a ceremony where they all sit in a circle and he has to drink some weird drink and then gets like really hallucinating and weird and like they do stuff and like he has a weird tattoo when he wakes You're up. you talking about midsummer. Is that what happens in midsummer? A little. Did you watch it? Uh-huh. Yeah. Did you watch the first part?
0: Yeah.
1: Can't do that first part.
0: Oh, I didn't think anything was, it was that bad. I was disappointed.
1: That first five minutes I can't do. You didn't do Hereditary yet, though, did you? No. We'll talk after Hereditary, and you tell me. Okay. So, anyways, I feel like that he got brainwashed after he started recording her, and then the brainwashing ceremony happened, and then now he and her are fine because everything's fine. Kimberly, did you know that everything's fine? He's a Stepford husband. Everything's fine now. Yeah, that's where we're at. We're and in then that- it, he
0: then it, at the end, it's like everything's fine, everything's fine, everything's fine, everything. everything eh. And it starts twitching,
1: and you realize he's a robot. And then he stabs himself in the chest.
0: And his sparks come out.
1: That's exactly right. Yeah. And then Melanie just smiles and says, See, I told you everything was going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: That's basically how the Stepford Wives goes.
1: Oh, is it? Okay, there we go. All right.
0: So, um, so, have you never seen Stepford Wives? It's so good. I
1: have, but apparently I just stole That was all from my brain, the and I stole it all from other movies. one. Oh, I know the old 70s. That's the only one I've seen. I haven't seen the new one.
0: So Ian says um, that now he is not, he's kind of cooperating with the FBI, but he'll only talk through the lawyer now. He has fully had the Kool-Aid.
1: Ian, you're on Dateline. The FBI will see you. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to know that you told her. Ian's not that bright. This whole thing is just like, Ian, you're on a national television show. The FBI doesn't want you anymore. You're done. Uh, Like, you blew it. You, the operation has been blown. cover is blown. You're done, son.
0: So he, I wonder what the operation was called.
1: Operation, oh, Operation Kool-Aid Light.
0: Yeah. So he's fully brainwashed now into this doctrine. And he says, I just realized that, you know, I love her. And that all this stuff, this just hype and there's nothing to it. And I was like, you mean the hype around the missing children? Is that the hype that you're... Oh, it's just hype. Okay. So...
1: I'm sorry. I'm just in shock. I like this whole... This whole last part of the episode, I was just... I watched it like three times because I was like, what? What?
0: So finally, they arrest Lori over not presenting her missing children and obstructing police who are looking for them. Speaking of great mothers, Mother's Day is coming up. And since any mother is a better mother than Lori Vallow... Your mother, grandmother, aunt, female role model, whoever that you love in your life, deserves a great Mother's Day gift, like a skylight frame. Absolutely. It is a touchscreen photo frame that you can email photos to, and they appear in seconds. You can also preload it with photos, old family photos and new photos that she's never seen. If you have kids and your mom doesn't get to see them very often and is constantly saying, where are the children? You can email her photos, and she'll get them right away and say, there are the children. There we go. Happy ending to this dateline.
1: Thank goodness. Uh,
0: Also, multiple people, the whole family, Aunt Zulema, Lori's first husband, who's still somehow alive, not sure how that happened, they can all send photos to the frame. The whole family can connect. It sets up at under 60 seconds. It connects to your wireless I think even Joni and Bob can figure it out, even though she somehow broke her Patreon app and called Verizon to get them to help her fix it.
1: Was she the person that kept sending notifications through the email that's like, someone's trying to log in? Yes. That was your mom?
0: It was me trying to help my mom. Yeah. So-
1: You're a good daughter.
0: I threatened to commit her, and then we had to get off the phone. (laughs) So there's a whole So you owe
1: her a skylight frame. I do. Okay.
0: It's a beautiful frame with a sleek black 10-inch touchscreen. You can swipe through photos with your fingers and even tap a thank you to the person who sent you the photos like, those are the children. Thank you. I like those children. I approve that message. And it's 100% satisfaction guaranteed. So if you don't love it, you can get a full refund. But you're going to love it. Like there's You're going to not- love it. As a special holiday offer, you can get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com forward slash date and enter code date. That's $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame. Just go to skylightframe.com forward slash date and enter code date. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com forward slash date. Thank you, Skylight. Seriously, it makes the best gifts.
1: Absolutely. Check them out, guys.
0: So um, Lori's bail is set at $5 million. Good which Lord. Which
1: is
0: extremely high, but for an extremely good reason.
1: I really like that, though. I it's like great. That felt right to me. I was like, oh, good. Like, it's I, it's exorbitantly high, right? It That's is. And also, it kind
0: of prevents any crazed member of this cult to try to bail her out, you know? That's right. That's so right. unless they have, like, a guy who owns an island or something that happens to be a member of this cult. But they seem pretty low rent, this cult. But I think
1: it's good because this is somebody who just got half a million in life insurance from his wife passing, right? Um,
0: 400, yeah.
1: Yeah, so they set it high enough that he couldn't cover because you have to pay a certain percentage of the bond to get around, he he wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. Well, I don't know, maybe his book sales are through the roof, we'll see.
0: (laughs) So then the producer, Louis with who's wearing an NBC vest.
1: Um, I like Louie a lot. Who, he's great.
0: What's yeah. that, he's great, charming. Loved Amazing. it. Amazing. Um, so he sits down with Chad, which we all we don't get to see. We only get Louie's perspective. <sighs> But Louis says it was strange in that Chad never owns up to anything and he never denies anything either. He never says like, no, no, you guys have it totally wrong or Lori's not like that or we didn't have anything to do with this. Like none of that. So that's really that's weird. weird. Yeah. Um, Mm. especially if you're being accused of having something to do with your children going missing and your wife being murdered. Let's just say
1: stop missing children being murdered. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. You should probably deny that.
0: So Zulema's attorney says to Keith, this is one of those cases that makes you go, hmm. And I was like, that's also not helping her case, buddy. You're going to get fired. That is inappropriate. You need to stop talking and let the other guy take over.
1: This is also one of those moments that like, did you practice that at home, dude? You're not on a podcast. You're on a show. This is one of those cases that makes you go, hmm. Right? But
0: you're also, admit- but you're also admitting, like, yeah. Look how sassy I am. But no, that's
1: it's the song.
0: I know, but it's also like it's admitting that your client has a part in the parts of it that make you go, hmm. Like, probably she's part of the- all the weird, salacious details that are crazy about this
1: case. So, what's that lawyer's name? He's bad. Chad Chesterton. He's terrible.
0: Then Ian had it turns out Ian had turned a computer over to his ex-wife in their divorce. And on it he had taken notes of his conversations with Melanie that he was taping like a backup set of plans. Does that imply that she didn't know that he was she was being recorded, but does it also imply that he believed there was might be something that he would find out?
1: I think that the notes were not just things that she I think that he wasn't recording all the time. I think what the FBI tasked him with is if she says anything of, Im, important like when you're in bed, when you're not wearing your wire or when you're oh, not Oh, I have details about that. I have details about that. Oh, or in an area where you're not mic'd, you need to write it down for us. So this could have been something that like happened when they were like out walking on the grounds or do you know what I'm saying? I don't grounds. I don't nobody's got grounds. We don't live in Freaking England. They and so, live but, in a townhouse
0: was, in Rexburg.
1: When they're walking through the moles. And so, no, no one's living in Jane Eyre. But then, anyways, I feel like it's one of those things that, like, I, I think it was really smart. But what's weird is that it's very clearly, when I see the notes, I'm going to be like, oh, there's nothing in it. It's very, very clear that this is pre-demon um, sacrifice ceremony, whatever, when he is implanted with the chip. When he turns into the robot. When he turns
0: into a robot, yeah.
1: Right, okay. But
0: actually, it was very well organized. It has like sections and it has Roman numerals and it's written like an outline of an essay that you would write before you write the essay. And it's it's an
1: outline. Very damning. Like, very damning of his new pretty wife.
0: Well, it's damning more about what they believe. Like, what her beliefs
1: are. Right, but wouldn't you try to protect that unless you were going well, to be you later know what?
0: we what a computer do we just have that had pictures of the body at the murder scene mm, that mm-hmm, someone mm-hmm. had in the trash and then they gave that computer away to like a nephew like
1: he no, they you, gave it to her son she gave it to her son remember
0: yes play your video games on this For
1: god's sake delete <laughs> the photos don't you remember yeah <laughs> so okay it's
0: very okay so on the computer is um We find out more of the details of what this group believes. So translated beings are beings that, and Lori is one of them. She cannot die. Interesting. Cannot reproduce. So she became a translated being after she had all these kids. Um, They do not need sleep or food. And they do not feel the sorrow of the world. Injury is, so if people die, it doesn't affect them, I guess. Um, injury is possible, but healing is accelerated and is never fatal. Because I guess they have to say that because then if you cut your hand while you were cutting up an avocado, you'd be like, I'm not supposed to get hurt ever. So they have to be like, you might get hurt, but it'll heal pretty fast.
1: Um, Wait a t- minute. So they like turned into a vampire. Basically. Well, this a translated being equals vampire. So what's happened here is instead of being entered with the Holy Spirit, you are actually entered with a demon and it's not Nick Schneider. His name is Satan and he lives in hell and he comes into your body and makes it so you can't feel pain and you live forever.
0: You don't have to drink blood and you can be out in the sun though because Lori loves Hawaii. So vampires usually can't be in the sun.
1: New vampire, new kind of and vampire. And you
0: know Lori likes to look at herself in the mirror.
1: So, so, it's, de- so it's Satan possession.
0: It's, it's a mix of all kinds of things. OK, um, it takes three days to get translated, which I thought was very quick. You could have it done over Memorial Day weekend, back three day weekend, back to work on Monday.
1: Is everybody that's in the forty four hundred? They have one hundred forty four thousand.
0: That TV show I love. And it's confusing me.
1: Every one of the hundred forty four thousand. All of them have been translated. See
0: this is what is not clear. It's none of it is clear. If they're supposed to like find these 24 144,000, are they supposed to translate them? Was Ape does they think April was a translated person already or were they going to be like recruiting them to translate? Does a translated person have the ability to translate another? by like performing some ceremony or touching them or something. I don't know. It's very unclear. And no one even knows what's happening in the end of times. Like the 4,400, I mean, you know what I mean. Are they going up to heaven and everyone else is on the earth and the earth stays the same? Or is it like there's all these war and destruction and people fall into the pits of hell and the 144,000 go up to heaven? Or is it like everyone else dies and they stay the same or on like an earth too? Is there like a second earth that comes up?
1: I think that the people who are not part of the chosen, they are swallowed up until the pits of hell. And so either earth becomes like a utopian heaven or they are taken to the higher plane. They're taken to heaven, to the heavy side layer.
0: Someone on Twitter called it earth too.
1: Yeah, or earth. I think fine. it's
0: an exact replica, but without all the unchosen people.
1: And no food because you don't need to eat anymore.
0: But then why wouldn't you... So
1: you is so it then like, what's the point?
0: What could you not transpose, transform your children to go with you? Or you are... They're not chosen, so you can't. And so then you're trying to save them from the end of times. Or we'll find out more about what she thought about them. But the it's just... It's muddled. That's all I'm going to... It's
1: just... It's muddy.
0: It is not clearly thought out
1: but this is what i'm talking about That it has a lot of holes the sarah the sacrifice slash ceremony that ian went to is the translate he was translated
0: oh but so that means melanie is translated
1: oh for sure she was translated a long time ago alex and melanie yes that's why she's not worried about any of this because she's sort of like well i mean none of this really matters but I see where all the hype is, but it doesn't really matter because she's... No, because
0: Chad made it sound like Lori was very special. So are there...
1: Well, because I think there's... No, there's higher level. Translated people? She's translated that she can, like, perform she's a the ceremony. Translated.
0: Super translated.
1: Yeah. Super trans.
0: Mega translated. Like Megatron.
1: She's a super trans. All right, go ahead.
0: <laughs> so... So, this was my favorite part, my most exciting part.
1: Okay. I'm ready. It says
0: every fantastic idea is a reality somewhere. So, if someone has once created like lore about giants or centaurs or fairies, that means it is real somewhere. And it says in print Harry Potter is real. The spells and curses in Harry Potter are real. It says that. And I was so excited. I was like, yes, I knew J.K. Rowling was a prophet. Never going to bring my keys with me. I'm just going to alohamora myself into my apartment from now on.
1: You can't. You're not translated. You're not one. You can call them. Call Melanie. I'd like to become translated.
0: I have several wands. They just need to be activated. I have an embarrassing number of wands.
1: You do, because people keep buying them for you, though. I know you're not buying them all yourself. That's a, It's a good gift for you, but yeah. everyone knows it's a good gift for you and thinks no one has gotten it for you thus far. So let's just put it out there in the world. Kimberly has a lot of wands, and she doesn't need any more, but it's very nice of you to think of her. Thank
0: you. Um, you're welcome. I got there's, you. Uh, thank you. There's also a section on zombies, which is, again— A little confusing. And it says it's when your spirit is taken over, like, by a bad spirit. Um, So this is where it gets more. um,
1: This is where we get the heavy stuff.
0: This is where it gets more um, defamatory. That's not the
1: word. Defamatory? Deflamatory. (laughs) Inflammable. Yeah. Yeah. You got it.
0: About Melanie. So she says, she told Ian, and then Ian wrote it down. That Lori and Chad told her that her husband, Brandon, was possessed and they might need to take care of him. So when Melanie was acting all dumb to Keith, like, I didn't know if Alex had something to do with it. I didn't want to think of it. And I asked him and I don't think he had anything to do with it. Like she fully knew he had something to do with it because Chad and Lori told her that they were going to have somebody take care of Brandon because he was possessed. So then Chad and Lori told Melanie that this is where this gets really bonkers. Tylee and JJ were possessed, were zombies, and they needed to be taken care of, i.e. to die. So Melanie also acting all innocent, like she never questioned Lori when she said the kids were away. And she never thought it was weird. And she she hasn't seen him, but she thinks it's fine. She... She knew that they were planning to do something to the children ahead of time.
1: So can you imagine that? Can you imagine believing in something so hard and believing so much that all of these things are real, that your reality has become like so distorted that when someone says, well, the children were possessed, so we had to take care of them, that doesn't cause you to blink an eye. You're like, absolutely. They have to be taken care of. Well, Age means nothing.
0: We've talked about it before, but on this show, but um, the places that, um, how do I say this? The places, um, our world, our country, the things that have become acceptable, right. that were not acceptable a few years ago, each one happened so slowly and then became a huge outpouring. But then by the next day, there was something new. So you kind of forgot about the thing before it. And then before you know it, your body just adjusts to it as the new normal, this craziness, because you, your brain can't handle being that stressed all the time. So I think it just accepts this as the new normal. But the bar keeps getting pushed further and further and further towards what's decent or towards what's okay, or towards what's logical, or towards, you know, what's in your better judgment,
1: or towards what's ethical, ethical.
0: So Mm -hmm. it's like, things just keep getting pushed and pushed. And so I think when you join something like this, it's like, if you were to look back at yourself, five months before you joined, what would you have thought at what you're being told now about zombies and aliens and all this, you would go, I would never believe you just like slap that person in the face to suggest that you would fall for something like that. But it happens so slowly. And um, in such a way that is done that it just becomes like the new normal so that when you're presented by these new things, you're kind of like, okay, well, we're here now. So this makes sense, because this is where we are. Um, It's insane. But oh, yeah. So then Melanie told Ian, again, Melanie's full of poop because she's acting all innocent about where the Mm -hmm. kids are. She told Ian she wondered what Alex might do to the kids and because they were supposedly zombies and needed to be taken care of. And she told Ian that he was so dedicated to their faith that no task would be too difficult for him to accomplish implying even killing his two
1: nieces and nephews, nephews,
0: you know? So she knows what happened. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So Angela, the follower, tells Keith that you just do what you're told. If God has told you to do this, you do it. Um, It's like Abraham sacrificing his son because your family will be together in the afterlife anyway, which doesn't make sense because they killed these kids because they were possessed and they weren't part of the 144,000. So how are they going to be part of the 144,000 in heaven? Just killing them I don't kills understand. the demon. So then they automatically jump the line. They cut in line and get to go to heaven earlier than the... But then do they count as part of the 144,000? Is it now 100 and? forty three thousand nine hundred ninety eight because the two kids are already there
1: if you're part of the hundred forty four thousand is one of your special powers like maybe you can bring people back to join you or you can visit those who have died you can resurrect
0: laurie believes she can go through the veil of death and port portals
1: right so she can go visit them so death means nothing to her
0: where are they
1: they're through the veil Kimberly stop asking questions they're through the veil
0: (laughs) are they in the same place she is going to be with Chad after the 22nd of July
1: I can't tell you that it's a secret you are not on level 65c of (laughs) Narnia wizardry at Narnia okay I'm sorry I was too forward you haven't earned the right to know the answer yet I'll let you know
0: Now we're going back to Lori. She's landing in Rexburg off the plane, being taken into court. Colby comes to court because he just wants to find out where did my brother and sister go and why won't my mom tell. His wife is gorgeous. Oh, yeah. So pretty. Mm -hmm. Um, Lori is still refusing to say where the kids are. So that devastated any, like, Kay, the sister, who thought they were going to get an answer. You're not going to get an answer. And then now they think that her hearing set for July and they think they're going to get an answer then. I don't think they're going to get an answer then. Also, is it scheduled before the 22nd?
1: Uh, again, they don't she's think that anything after. But what <laughs> is she going to do? I really want it to be on the 23rd. That's when I want the hearing to be so she shows up and she's just in shell shock of like what have I done? Well,
0: this one guy who predicted all that all those profits that was it, which one guy who kept changing the date? He kept saying he misread the, the texts and it was actually like three months from now. And then when that date passed, he's like, I misread it again. I'm so sorry. My bad. I'm so embarrassed.
1: That's it's... in Parks and Rec that he does that.
0: <laughs> no, it's that's real. It's based on a real guy. Um, it's one of the real guys. And there's always people that like read the like Egyptian texts and say that like it says that there is yes. been supposed to have come so many times. So yeah.
1: But I want to see her face when she's depressed on the 23rd.
0: Well, she's either going to say someone misread the text and it's fine or she'll kill herself.
1: I was just going to say she needs to be on watch on the 22nd like nobody's business.
0: Yeah, seriously.
1: Yeah, I'm pointing at you, but sorry, (laughs) I know (laughs) that's rude. I'm I'm making a point.
0: Chad is not talking. However, the SH is going to hit the fan soon for Chad since all this stuff has come out about all these attempted murders and murders, investigators have been looking back into Tammy's death
1: and there was Mm -hmm. never
0: an an autopsy done. So they have now exhumed her body and we we are waiting on the results to see if there was something she was given that made her die in her sleep supposedly. So Chad and Lori are both being looked into for these deaths and, um, Which the reporter tells us with such gusto, he's still not letting his young apprentice speak, but he got the email that said they were being investigated. He pulled over to the side of the road. It was very dramatic and he read it. He was very excited. Mm -hmm. Um, Lori and Chad are being represented by the same attorney, but they won't speak to Dateline. The attorneys or Lori or Chad. Boo. Keith says to Melanie, you know, Melanie. If it quacks like a killer of children because it thought they were zombies, and it walks like a killer of children because it thought they were zombies, it's a killer of children because it thought they were zombies. And Melanie says, well, you know, the truth will come out eventually, so who am I to judge? Because we don't know yet, and it'll come out eventually. And Keith says, when the hell is eventually? And. Ah! Melanie just laughs and laughs because Keith said double H-E double hockey sticks and she does not know what to say to this
1: because she in her head in her little frazzled brain is like it'll come out eventually but it won't matter because it'll be after the 22nd they're literally stalling for time until so why even come on dateline Melanie why mm-hmm. even defend because none of this is gonna matter in a couple months Well,
0: that's why a lot of people and we, too, were like, why even bother killing the children? All you have to do is wait out the clock if something's, you know, like here's you just don't want to spend six more months with them.
1: So there must be something in the doctrine that is like if they if the day comes, the whatever it is, their rapture comes and you have a demon, you're done. There's nothing. We can't save your soul anymore. Oh, You
0: have to get rid of them before
1: purify the soul, kill it with fire before and it better not have been fire. Do you know what I'm saying? OK, but here's right. Here's right. my thought. How does COVID-19 play into all of this for these people? Are they like told you and uh-huh.
0: that's what most people think. They're like, we told you the plague was coming. We told you the. um The frogs and the locusts and the whatever that's in Judaism, too. That's in all of them. But like we told you that it was going to get really bad. We were right all along. So we still don't know what happened to the children. I'm guessing the third episode will be called what happened to the children? Exclamation point instead of question mark. Except no, it won't because we're never going to find.
1: No, the third episode is going to be the children and (laughs) it's going to be what happened. I can't wait for the third episode. No,
0: uh, I got it. Instead of where are the children? What happened to the children? How are the children?
1: Yes. And then they're alive. Who, oh, what, be where, amazing. when, how
0: are the children? I like it. Um, or okay. who is
1: Nick Schneider?
0: <sighs> That's what the real And then we is. find out
1: that Nick Schneider is actually a bully that beat up Chad in high school. And so he's like, oh, that bully, his name is Nick Schneider. He was a demon.
0: Yep. Or he was wandering through the kids section and it was the bully from a Beverly Cleary novel.
1: It totally is. I know Ramona Quimby. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: Ramona Quimby versus Nick. (laughs) Oh, brother.
0: Um, This episode is dedicated to Olivia W., Elizabeth M.,
1: and Heather B. Is Elizabeth M. my mom? It could be. Maybe. Mom? No, it's not. Are you my mommy? Okay. Hi. (laughs) Thanks,
0: guys. Thank you, guys. Elizabeth, you live in a state that is so beautiful that I really might want to move to. What state? I'm not going to say. I'm just going to be very vague. Olivia's last name, I'm not going to say it, reminds me of one of my favorite foods. Heather, I mentioned something in this episode that is in your town. So there are special things for all of you because I've Appreciate you so much
1: kimberly is the only one that appreciates you because she's the only one that knows all of that information i appreciate you you while have our nothing. patreon
0: login you could go on at any time
1: well now i have to and i have to figure out what the things you're talking about are mm-hmm.
0: my thing? My mm-hmm. thing go? but seriously you guys we really really appreciate you like i said we've had a drop in downloads Patreons are being the biggest help right now. So even everyone at like the $2 level on up, we appreciate every single one of you so, so much. We know it's hard right now. So we so appreciate um, you supporting the show. Thank you. Thank you guys, especially Olivia, Elizabeth, and Heather, who might be a new girl group. The Chipettes.
1: Olivia, Heather, and Elizabeth. Doot, 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 Dude, dude. Is that dude, it? Was dude, that it? Yeah.
0: Was that the Chipettes or was that Alvin? Theodore?
1: Jeanette, El, Do, no, Jeanette, Brittany, Eleanor. Or, dude, did, dude. is that their song? That's what I used to sing for them. But the, I used to sing it to the Alvin, Simon, Theodore. I don't think that they ever did had. Did they it. have
0: their, in the balloon movie, they never had their own song?
1: They had, We Are the Girls of Rock and Roll. Yeah, you better believe it. Yeah. Oh, I that. love and then that had, song. My mother, that's who I need. Wish Aww. I could turn back the hands of time, keep things the way they were. Do you remember that one? It's the saddest mom song in the world.
0: It's really sad,
1: and it's appropriate for Mother's Day. Maybe I want to buy time. her a
0: skylight frame.
1: I know. Um, All right.
0: B roll bonanza. Is there yeah. anything that exciting?
1: Sure. Uh, I really enjoy pageant footage. Yeah, so I could have stood more of it, but I was really excited we got it at all. I really, really enjoy that. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that that shot of Keith with the overhead—did we get that last time when it's through the fan swirling? Yes, yes, okay. we did. I liked it. It's I a didn't notice it shot. last time, but I saw this. Also, why do they have Colby staring into the sun exactly? Like, <laughs> did you see that? He's like outside squinting, and it's like a close-up on his face, and he's just staring into the sun. And his hat's the on backwards,
0: sun. so it's not protecting him from the
1: Right, because we want to see his beautiful eyes. But, like, I'm also like, I think that's bad for you, man. I don't I don't know if I'd do that. I don't know if that's a good call. Did you get any B-roll?
0: Um, there's the long line of photos that are laid out on the table. And as the camera's scrolling up, Keith is saying... Each one, like, and it'd be like, and the murder of this one, and this one was shot at with a paint gun, and then this one went missing, and then this one, and it like scrolling up, and the line just goes on and on and on, and you're like, man, a lot of people were involved in this. Um, I, we saw a close up of a phone, and it, they had the Starbucks app on there, sponsored, and then JJ is sitting in front of an M M&M and M candy jar, brands. Unhappy being sponsored. They're sponsoring.
1: Not on this episode because this episode's going to get so many viewers. They're stoked. Yeah, that's true. The that's only true. brand that's upset is Chad Daybreak. What's his name? What's his Daybell? Name? Daybell. Chad Daybell's um books, which I wrote down.
0: Yeah, I think we got him last time. But go ahead.
1: Times of Turmoil series. There's four: Evading Babylon, Martial Law, which has a girl on the front, which I'm thinking was supposed to be Marital Law.
0: I thought it said marital law. Maybe I misread it.
1: It doesn't. I read it three times. It says martial law. And then the last one is reclaiming liberty. That's book one, two, and four. Three is not shown to us. So what's book the three? The mysterious in this
0: series? three in the in the. It was pulled from the series. shelves. Yeah. Because it
1: was so provocative.
0: Too hot to handle.
1: Does it have how to translate someone in it? Is that what happened? They gave away too many secrets in book three. They had to yank it.
0: Oh, it's like the books that have the deadly, um, the deadly curses in Harry Potter. And it has to go in the restricted part of the library at Hogwarts.
1: That's book three of Times of Turmoil. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Mm hmm. Um, do you have any titles?
1: hmm. Are they good?
0: Mine are not good.
1: Yeah. Who the I've Fake got...
0: is Nick Schneider.
1: Yeah, that's the best title. Um, You
0: don't have to be lonely because the end of times is near. Yeah, that's right. Because she went on that site, the LDS site. What is the LDS
1: site called? Deuteronomy.com. Okay, I'll figure it out. Um, How about like a melody, um, Don't Hurt Laurie, which is a really, really sad book that I read in fourth grade and I couldn't get over it at all. And I cried about it for like a year. Because it's about child abuse. And I feel like it was very appropriate in this case because Lori has possibly killed her children. Yeah. Probably killed but her children. But we do want to hurt Lori. Yeah. So maybe please hurt Lori.
0: Yeah. Might I request that you hurt Lori?
1: Yeah. Hurt Lori? Question mark. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the Hype Man. Mm hmm. Because of the hype. Um, the Return of Nick Schneider. Who is Nick Schneider? Where is Nick Schneider? Of Nick Schneider? <laughs> yeah. Hang, I tried to get some more with hanging Chad. Couldn't do that. Um, <laughs> and lost in translated being.
0: Oh, that's good.
1: That was the that's, big one. That's good. I like okay. it. What is Twitter, a Twitter about?
0: Okay. Uh, VJ Burton said they murdered them and Mel is on enough sedative to trank a horse. Um, oh, good point. She seemed a little
1: pills. Not pit brainwash, <laughs> just a- brainwash We're watching it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, Shady Pines Ma, who's one of our friends on Twitter oh, said,
1: that's amazing.
0: If the world is ending in July, why does Lori even need a mask? Because, um, there's a bunch of pictures on her going to court and she's wearing a Corona mask. I think she's being forced to wear it. I think she, I
1: think it's more so she doesn't infect anyone else.
0: Oh, who has to stick around
1: Correct. after the 22nd. Right.
0: Um, Pam C said, if they make a movie, I nominate Connie Britton to play Lori. Sure. Connie Britton should play everyone.
1: Yeah. Connie Britton, But she good. could
0: really nail this one. Yeah. Um, Dr. CCC said, hey, date, dateline. Good luck with this one.
1: <laughs> was that a challenge? Did you get challenged? I
0: think I did. I think it was because the last time we did this episode, it was like, how is anyone going to recap this? I don't. Props to you, Keith, because I don't know how you told this story. It was so confusing. And I was like, well, that's what I have to do.
1: I think I gave you major props last time for doing this You gave me a lot of props. I'm sorry. I'm going to give you props on this one, too. But although you did tell half the story last time, but you had a lot of good jokes this time. So you get props for that.
0: Thanks. D.I. Corey Hunt said, not sure how I feel about pageant, Lori. I think I agree with
1: you. Ah. I feel right. I mean, it seems right that, and it's, it seems right that it's a Mrs. No, pageant. No, I just
0: don't know if I liked if I would have voted for her if I was a judge. Did she win? She did win, didn't she? No, she was just in the competition. She
1: didn't place. I don't think she placed. I think there they were no told pictures
0: her. of her with a crown.
1: And they would have said it. They would have been like, "She placed third. She was third runner up, and Miss Mrs. was she Miss Congeniality? County. No, no, absolutely not.
0: Um, but here is something interesting. Uh, from Dateline Producer, just before Lori was in the pageant, she won $17,000 on Wheel of Fortune. What? <laughs> yeah.
1: Lori was on Wheel of Fortune? Yeah. Oh, so just anybody can get on that show? I <laughs> guess. They just let anybody on? And she on?
0: won. A lot of, she won pretty good money. You have to pay a lot of taxes, though.
1: Yeah, you do. But still,
0: yeah. wow. Um, Leslie England Gregory said, this will make one hell of a lifetime movie starring one Miss Tory Spelling.
1: <laughs> Ooh, could be.
0: Um, Lori would be so pissed if it was Tori Spelling playing her, but she she could do worse. So...
1: Yeah, get Heather Locklear to play her. That seems about right.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's not bad. I know. Um, Kim Kalik said, Hide your kids, hide your wife, hide your husband. They're killing everyone.
1: Yes. <laughs> that's pretty clever.
0: Norge Alba said... Are they out to kill 144,000 people? Maybe under, I under, misunderstood the gist of this cult. Um, and no. then uh, J. Marsh 437 said she wasn't trying to collect 144,000 people. She was trying to kill 144,000 people. And then Ergo said, do they go to heaven or leading 144,000 people into the new civilization? So there's just a lot of confusion um, in general. I think you can't look for you couldn't you can't look for logical answers in a, a group whose mission seems like Swiss cheese with the holes that, that are in it. Or okay. you're right. Maybe Angela could explain it better.
1: I need a, I need at least a half an hour special with Angela where Angela explains it all. And then there's like questions from the audience. Could, a, Angela, if you listen to this podcast, could you please come on our show?
0: Yeah, we would love that.
1: That would be great. Yes. We'd be very respectful, mostly. Yes. All the time. All the time. One of us would be really respectful.
0: And the other one would edit it out so that... What? That's I, the sorry, same, person.
1: That same person. Same <laughs> <laughs> person. Mickey... One of us would try real hard.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> would bite my tongue a lot. Mickey Martini said, With my luck, I'm number 144,001. Yeah. Um... Dog Lover Ohio said um in January this sounded absolutely ludicrous. Now it just sounds ludicrous. <laughs> <laughs> it does seem more plausible, right? Since everything that's happened.
1: What's happening?
0: Um M said, Great, now there's gonna be a run on getting ready for Jesus stuff. <laughs> Instead of the toilet paper, uh, people are going to be buying out the Jesus stuff. Uh, um, Matt said, to be fair, I've asked St. Jude to help me with QuickBooks because that stuff is hard. Um, uh, and people Are Wild said, okay, Angela's boss could have just blown on the cartridge and the computer would have been fine. Hashtag praise him. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I know she's doing her favorite uh, King of the Hill, which is... praise him him.
1: yeah
0: um kate said nick schneider what an (laughs) a-hole
1: wow what in the world and how many nick schneiders are out there right that are just like uh, rolling their eyes like really oh man laura said
0: i think it's the demon in me that's making me eat all the quarantine snacks
1: yeah me too Mm -hmm.
0: alex major said she could travel all over the place, but got wedding rings that were $34.99? Come on. Great point.
1: Were they trying to, like, keep it under the radar so that if there was, like, a $34.99 charge, what Charles wouldn't notice?
0: Charles was dead
1: I know. It's a joke. But, like, seriously, what? why didn't they splash out?
0: I don't know. They go to Hawaii all the time. Mm. They have no expenses because their children are gone.
1: They were saving it jet ski money.
0: Rita Ballou said... Why even bother buying wedding rings? She's got four of them just sitting around.
1: Four times. Okay.
0: Yep. Shameless Seamus says, there is no such thing as being possessed by zombies. You are mixing your horror genres.
1: Yeah, that's, you know what that is? That's inexcusable. That's just lazy writing. Yeah, I'm irritated.
0: Jody Hoyt said, wait a minute, we have zombies, but we don't have a Walmart? Yeah, (laughs) it's frustrating.
1: I saw on the bingo card. It's not even the extreme ones.
0: Nancy Fuller said, keep in mind, these people are all stone cold sober. Imagine throwing alcohol into the mix.
1: I feel like it'd get better, to be honest. I feel like get them drunk a little bit and they'd be like, I don't think so. (laughs) That's not going to happen. Wait a minute. Did we put Satan on the extreme cards?
0: Um, No, we have Finding Jesus, but we don't have Satan.
1: We should put Satan on a card.
0: Okay. Brad Milner said, the ginger intern still remains quiet. They're like the pen and teller of journalism.
1: They are <laughs> hey, absolutely well said. Well, well played, my friend. That was good.
0: Um, Brad Milner again. A hearing in July. Your Honor, my client requests the hearing be on July 23rd. Um, OK, this was the good stuff. Date. I don't know why I said it like that. That was weird. Um, Dateline producer <laughs> said. Um, this is the good stuff. <laughs> the recording device that Ian used was on a key fob. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Brad Milner said, Hey, babe, do you know where the kids are? And she says, Why are you holding the keys to my face?
1: (laughs) It was on a key fob? Really? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And he's like jingling the keys in her face. Where are those kids?
1: Whose idea was that? How irritating is that, that he's like rumbling the keys in his pocket nervously? Oh, and the
0: guy who's listening is like, geez, that's loud. God, Jeremy, I told you, <laughs> not the key fob. No key fob next time. At least put it on the back of a cell phone or something. Exactly.
1: That's... Put it on something that would be natural for you to be holding at all times.
0: Yeah. S. Melly said, I give Melanie and Ian two more minutes of marriage.
1: <laughs> I don't know. No, but he had the ceremony. They've been translated now, so they're they're good. I'm telling you, he's ya. a
0: robot. It's easy to say married to a robot. Yeah. Um, your lamb says Keith talks to these people like the meanest therapist in the world. I love it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he
0: totally does. He calls I them like out. Um, your lamb also said Zulema. It feels fun on my mouth. Zulema.
1: It's not an aerobic class, <laughs> right? Okay.
0: Um, your lamb also said, LOL, it's someone agreeing to marry Colby with those mother issues. Yeah, it's true. Talk about mommy issues.
1: Well, I don't think so. He seems pretty well adjusted. I was pleasantly surprised by Colby, but I didn't mind his YouTube videos. So I was like, OK, I'm glad that he's I'm glad he's on there at least defending his good name. Like, we're not all like this. Right. It's not, you know, it's not this isn't an apple doesn't fall far from the tree and situation. He's not
0: totally in denial. Like, I'm sure the kids are safe and she's totally fine. Like, he's not at all. like What
1: the F happened here? Yeah. And then why isn't she <laughs> saying anything? Exactly. It's he's more like, "What's wrong with my cousin? Why is Melody acting like a lunatic?"
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. S. Melly said, Tot- okay." So this is you know, Lori dresses with the um, she's fond of the Hawaii on the butt type skirts. So S. Melly said, "Totally asking for a friend." But how old is too old to wear words on one's bottom? You can oh, do like it, like
1: sixteen. S. Melly, you can do it. S- no, sixteen.
0: Sixteen. Okay, good to know. Hard.
1: Hard. Sweet 16. After that, not so sweet.
0: Elsa Canada said, I wonder if Lori is astounded that she can't find a portal out of prison. <laughs> Great point. Um, and my last one is not about this episode at all, but it's about our double date with Dateline that we just released. Um, Mis- Mystery in Ascot Estates. Mystery
1: at Ascot Estates.
0: Um, and her name is Liss Bimbo said... My new goal is to avoid dying in any manner that makes Kimberly and Katie debate whether or not I flush the toilet.
1: (laughs) It's pretty good.
0: Yeah. That's a solid life goal, I think. And dying goal.
1: Yeah. Good luck with that. (laughs) Good good luck with that. We'll still discuss it now that we know. (laughs) You're like,
0: I'm skeptical. She can pull it off.
1: It's going to be, it's definitely going to be discussed. She can try. (laughs) All right, everybody, follow us on all of our social media on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And Kimberly is very good at responding on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook is not her favorite, according to her.
0: Yeah, I thought it would be better in quarantine. But it turns out I'm still pretty busy in quarantine. It turns out, no.
1: And um, apologies that I have not been on my Instagram account in quite a while. I'm practicing social distancing from Instagram. (laughs) It's for my mental health. It's good for me. And I'm not entering any contests right now. Again, for my mental health. It's important.
0: Contests?
1: Yeah. what I ask people to let me know if I could put them into for con- contests things? Oh, yeah, to win yeah, things? yeah, yeah. No, it's not good for me. I'm taking a break. <laughs> I'll be back when it's better. That's all. All right, um, everybody. Leave us
0: a review on iTunes please, or Apple Podcasts, please.
1: Yes. And don't forget to set your downloads.
0: Yes. Thank you so much. And in case we haven't asked enough of you... Don't watch alone, except now we're asking you to watch alone.
1: Yeah, it's not confusing.
0: Watch with Nick Schneider, because I'm sure he's a pretty good guy.
1: No, He's inside you already. So there you go. He's He's
0: always with you. You're never alone.
1: Use this time in social isolation to tap into the Nick Schneider inside of you. That's beautiful. If he tells you to kill someone, though. Well, I mean, it's really the people who aren't infested with Nick Schneider that are killing people. So I think Nick Schneider is actually an all right guy. We'll see. You're
0: so right because Charles was probably one of the best
1: people. See, there you go. Crazy.
0: Bye, everybody. Props Bye, everybody. To Nick Schneider. Oh, no, I'm just kidding.
1: What it, was it really bad? What level?
0: Oh, it's worse. It gets so much worse. There's a whole another story that she want Joni wants me to share on the podcast. I'll share it another time.
1: Well, oh, give me a hint.
0: She had to flag down a fire truck, you guys, and get help from them. To do what? Because she got lost, and she didn't have service on her... I can't even. You guys... Well,
1: where? I, her and where? Ralphie
0: rode in a fire truck. It's a whole thing. I can't even. She lost she her went car keys.
1: A, she went for a walk and got lost?
0: Yeah, it's a whole thing. You guys just don't... She rode in a fire truck. She had a great time.
1: So... I know she did, but I, I'm imagining you hearing the story.
0: <laughs> I was yelling a lot. You yeah, need to be committed. So...